Hey, hey, y'all. Okay, so I know I've done a lot of podcast episodes today. I'm just trying to get caught up because sometimes I'll be away for a while. And so at least you'll have like a couple new episodes to remember me by. Okay. <laughs> you know you love me. Anyway, so let's talk about S Club 7 today. So I, again, I grew up watching S Club 7. Y'all know the story already. I used to watch a TV show. But what I didn't know was how many specials. I think like S Club 7 has like three or four specials. I don't know. Um, or like movies or whatever. So... S Club Miami is the first season of the show. I haven't really gotten to watch that in, in years. I think it was on YouTube, but the, I think ever since, like, I don't know if, if it was the death of Paul that made um, people take it down, but it's been gone. Like, it ain't there no more. I tried to watch it, and it, I, at least I couldn't find any episodes of S Club Miami. What I did find, though, a little while ago was S Club Back to the 50s, and then today I ended up watching S Club Boy, uh, birthdays and boyfriends or boyfriends and birthdays, some junk like that, um, which both take place like right after one after another, I guess, right after S Club Miami. So S Club Miami, they're trying to get to California and they have not one, but two road trip films to getting to California. I'm not sure why there's two. I don't know why. Um, it's cute that there's two, I guess, like, you know, in preparation to get them to California. But I guess my question is, besides entertaining me, why did they both need to happen? I get that one happened. Sure. Why did they both need to happen? Like, what was the point? Was this a, like was this like a mini meant to be like a mini series to set up them getting to LA? Like, why two of them? And they both seem they both kind of look like they were shot back to back. Like a lot of what at least what I can remember from the back to the 50s one if you watch the um birthdays and boyfriends or boyfriends and birthdays whatever it's called if you just look at some of the town set pieces it looks like the same town one's just done up nicely for the 50s style and one's just done up like uh you know one of those towns you don't want to drive through you want to go and just get completely out of there so i'm going to talk about both specials and like just yeah so the first special is s club i guess back to the 50s which sets up the S Club Party music video of them like going through this like, you know, time warp where you're they're back in the 50s. It's the same thing. Um, this time they're going into a town and they're just looking for help. They're looking for directions. They're not sure what they, like time loop they went into, like what's going on. Everybody's talking all weird and dressing weird. They run into this like 50s gang or whatever and uh, they're trying to get out of town. So they end up going, I think, into like the sheriff's office and he's just kind of like, what are you kids doing here? Blah, blah, blah. So it's them trying to figure out like how to get out of there. They end up going to a diner where they meet this one boy. He's kind of sweet. Hannah has like a crush on him, um, which is normally Rachel. Rachel's normally the one with a crush on the guy. But I think, I think she's got a boyfriend because that's at least in the follow-up movie. That's what she's got. So I can't imagine her like not having one in this, but I don't remember her talking about him much in this one. Maybe she did. I don't know. Anyway, so um, she's just talking to this guy at a diner and there's this trouble, these troublemaking kids that come in there and cause all this ruckus. The same kids that almost crashed into them on the road. So there's obviously a beef. So they end up going to like the bull. Uh, they, sometimes these kids come in and they trash the, the, the restaurant or whatever. I don't remember if it's going under or what some, some junk's happening with the restaurant. Anyway, um, they end up going to the bowling alley with the boy and, and you know, all that. And that's when... The, the gang comes in and they cause this ruckus. Bradley, uh, the, the main guy, the main gangster, whatever we'll call him that, uh, 
girlfriend is interested in, in Bradley, and, and obviously the guy's not feeling it, um, but Bradley's like, hey, your girl's coming to talk to me. It is what it is, okay? So they start getting an argument, they get into a fight, and then um, the, the sheriff of town comes in, and rather than, like, stopping the bad kids, he ends up taking four of them to jail, and I think the four that are in jail are Rachel, Joe, um, Bradley, and I think Paul. I think those are the ones that go to jail, which leaves Tina, Hannah, and John. I'm pretty sure that's how they were split up. I think so. I, I think so. I don't know. Anyway, there's, you know, the, the special's full of cute little musical numbers. It's really to promote the album, too, because a lot of the music, obviously, is from their first, or what I believe is their first album. So you're going to hear a lot of those songs in there as well. It's it, Again, it's cute. It's a cute little special, whatever. They end up getting out of jail and then, for whatever reason, putting on a show. I think it's to save the restaurant or so. I can't remember why they do this show, but they do. Again, Hannah's falling for this guy, even though she's from the 50s and she's clearly not. Um, and interesting things ensue until the end. I don't really remember too much about all that. I, I think I was just intrigued that S Club had, like, a little movie. Obviously, they have seen Double, but, like, I haven't seen this movie, and if I have, it's been years and years and years, like, over a decade, so I don't remember much of this if I've even seen this before. Um, and I just thought it was cute. It was really cute. So, anyway, that special happens. I, again, I can't tell you much more. I don't think there was much more to that plot. Um, but then we get to the second one that's fresh on my mind, because it just happened today. And while I'm watching it, like, I was like, wait a minute, I've seen this. Like, I just saw this. Don't they go into the 50s? No, they don't, because it's a different movie, but it's taking place, like, right after that one. So it just, it threw me for a loop. Hannah's hair is all of a sudden in, like, braids instead of what it was before, and everyone looks slightly different, but the same. It's weird. I don't know. It was, it was just, it was strange. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I would assume they filmed them one right after the other. Anyway, so in this film, again, they're still trying to get to California, yada, yada, yada. And they end up in this small town. They end up going to this very small town they don't want to be in. And they end up in a trailer park. When they end up, when they get to the, oh, by the way, so Rachel's got a boyfriend and she really wants her to come back home. She's kind of feeling like, man, I want to go back to my boyfriend. I want to see him. They're all kind of homesick, but they're trying to get to LA. So they end up going into this, this trailer park and there's this mom with her four kids. Um, she's been stranded there for years because her car won't start and all this kind of stuff. There's no one else, seemingly no one else in this trailer park at all. They, they hate being there. They think it's gross. And the mom and her kids are like, oh, yay, you've come. And like, as if there was some arrangement for them to be there. I, I don't understand how this worked. I really must have missed something because I'm like, they just kind of stumbled upon this place. They're looking for a place to sleep and they stumbled upon this place and you guys acted as if they were like babysitters that you were hiring for your kids, which I doubt that you would hire seven babysitters to take care of four kids. You could, I guess, but it just seemed like there was no, like, huh? There was no hesitation. It was just, hey, there's these new people and the kids just go running up to them as if like, they know why they're there. S Club is not even really sure what's going on. And there's no conversation of, hey, maybe we should tell this woman that we don't like, because I think she thinks that we're some kind of babysitters and we're not. I, I don't know if it was like a trailer park motel. I, I could have missed that part. I don't think it was though. I don't know. Anyway, they all end up staying in this um, 
trailer together, which only has two beds. So they're like, what the heck? Like, blah, blah. They get really close to the kids. One, the eldest kid is having a birthday soon. His dad is not in the picture. He moved to California, which is where they're trying to get to. So there's all of this, like, you know, gee, I wish my dad was here, but your dad's not here. And mom is stranded here and doesn't know where to leave. There's no, there's no one else around. I didn't see a single other person in that trailer park. So I don't, there's all these trailers, but no one's in them. It's confusing. I don't know. Anyway, so... Rachel and her boyfriend start getting into like little arguments. He wants her to come home. And that's when S Club's like, hey, let's see what kind of money we have to get Rachel a plane ticket home because she clearly wants to go back. So that's kind of the, the theme for some of the special as they're getting ready for the boys' birthday party. They kind of break in this song at random moments. Like the kids are like, um, I don't know, they say something about dancing or performing, and all of a sudden S Club goes into a song. It was very, very quick. Um, and there's like because it's S Club 7 and because like it's quirky. It's, it's very Spice Girls-esque. There's a mention of Britney Spears in the episode or in the movie, which this is the second time that this club has mentioned Britney Spears, and that's just in the movies alone. Anyway, um, it's cute. It's really, really cute. It's early days of S Club, and it just reminds me of how hard S Club 7 has worked, because I'm like, dude, y'all had a TV show, plus you did two back-to-back -back movie specials, plus you had concerts, plus you had, like, an album to do, like, you had a tour. Like, a lot with S Club was overworked. Like, they were, I mean, gosh, they were worked so hard. Anyway, so... All this stuff happens. They get really close to the kids and the single mom, yada, yada, yada. But then Rachel and her boyfriend break up. So then there becomes this thing of, let's find Rachel a boyfriend. And at the same time, let's try to fix this mom's car. So when they first get there and they find out the car is broken, everybody completely just upsells Joe. Like, yeah, Joe's a, Joe's a mechanic. She can fix anything. Da, da, da. And I'm like... Y'all are overselling her. She hasn't said a word. Y'all just putting so many words in her mouth. So they get to the car and then Joe realizes I can't fix the car. And then the mom's like, oh, kind of like, well, bitch, they didn't told me you could. And it's like, to be fair, she never said she could. They decided to like completely just, you know, gas up this girl for no real reason. So that's kind of part of, that was a part of that made me chuckle a little bit. Like, this is so awkward. Anyway, so they end up like trying to figure out how to raise money for Rachel to get back to her boyfriend. And so one of the kids is like, your performers put on a show. So they put on a show. They get so much money, yada, yada, yada. They get Rachel to go on a train and they're like, hey, when you're going back, and of course they're obnoxious. They tell her all these things that they want their families to know. They give her like a mountain of CDs, all these other gifts to give to their family. And I'm thinking at some point she's gonna be like, you guys, I can't carry all this shit with me. What are you doing? But that doesn't happen. Um, so yeah, anyway, they end up like leaving her and then they're like, man, I wish Rachel was still here with us, blah, blah, blah. And then she comes back. Yay, Rachel's back. She decided not to go on this trip because she wanted to be with them. Um, but now she's done with her boyfriend. So then they go on a mission to try to find her a new guy. Um, but then also at the same time, the eldest child that's having the birthday that whose dad is not there, he has now gone missing. So now it's up to S Club to go find him. And it's crazy because as they're getting ready for his birthday, right? Hannah is hanging from a tree as John is like lifting, or Paul is lifting her up in this tree. Um, but then he decides like it's too heavy to lift her. I'm gonna go get a chair. He leaves her hanging on the tree. And that's when mom is like, hey, my son is missing. Can you guys go find him? There's this little conversation going on. And then Bradley's like, why is Hannah hanging from a tree? <laughs> and then Paul runs back and he's like, oh my God, I forgot about her. 
So he runs back to the tree and then Hannah like drops on him, which I guess is good for relationship development. It's not really there, but it's kind of there between the two of them because they obviously become a couple. And like, I think Paul was saying that they were kind of of a manufactured couple. However, Hannah has a different kind of retelling of it. Like it could have been both. I think both things could be true at once. I think maybe both of them did have feelings for each other that were organic. And I think maybe management and the team saw that and was like, let's put these two together. She's the kooky girl and he's kind of like the, out of all the boys, he's pretty much like the the leader of the gang, I guess, in a way. Um, What could go wrong? This is a cute couple, right? So I think that's what ended up happening. I do want to talk about something that I did watch earlier today, which was more of Hannah, like, as of in the last couple of weeks, talking about Paul and her memories of Paul. She, this is after his death. So there was, like, she has come out publicly and talked about how she felt. That was really sad to watch as well. Like, she's one of my favorites. I mean, I love S Club in general, but it's really sad to see her, like, really upset about him. And clearly this is still hurting her, which makes sense. They were in a couple, they, you know, they were a couple. They were also in a relationship. They were all getting back together. There's also this really eerie scene in the movie. I think it was eerie to me, just me. Foreboding, I guess, maybe. Um, So after they drop Rachel off at the train station, as if she's leaving... Paul says, I guess now we're the S Club Six. And like, they're like, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't sound right. But it's funny that it's coming from Paul because Paul would be eventually the one to leave S Club Seven. And then the group would have to go on without him. And that's what's happening now because now he's passed away. So there's just some eerie, weird things that I was like, that's so weird that he'd be the one to say that line and then also be the one a few years later to leave the group. And then now, obviously he has passed. They are S Club, well, S Club, but like S Club 6 without him. So it's just weird that he would be the one to do it. And maybe I'm not, maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe other ones have said that before and after in the Miami series or in any of the other, you know, things without him. I don't know. I think it's, it's the first time I'm hearing it from them. And so it's the weirdest thing that like, he's the one to say that. I think that was just kind of weird. Anyway, so... They're trying to, like, you know, uh, find Rachel a boyfriend. And then they realize they have all this money because Rachel didn't go on the strip, blah. And they're like, let's do all this money. Like, maybe we should go shopping, whatever. And that's when Joe, of all of them, is like, no, we're going to help fix the car because this kid, you know, is missing his father. Maybe we can get them on the road again, you know, to help, you know, to go find their, their dad. So they end up trying to get money to fix the car, but also trying to find Rachel a boyfriend. They, uh, Joe meets this really cute guy in like a store and then ha- uh, um, also so does um, Tina and both guys are really cute and I'm like both guys that I felt were more interested in the girls they were talking to than trying to get to know Rachel and like I mean good friends for them for like trying to get their friend a man but at the same time girl aren't y'all both single like if these men are looking at you like are you a whole snack you better fuck Rachel Rachel you know what Rachel figure it out okay I look 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 Shit, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> if I would, because the guy that was talking to Tina seemed really interested in Tina. And the guy that was talking to Joe seemed interested in Joe. That's why I was like, why are you doing all this cutesy shit with these two? If she's meant to bring him to a friend, don't do all this. Because I'm, I'm feeling like he should be going after Joe. Even though I, I kind of reserve Joe for Bradley. It's weird. I feel like Bradley would go well with Tina or Joe or Rachel. Like, Bradley's the one guy in the group that I could see multiple girls with because he just has that personality and persona with them all, like the relationships. Like early on, I liked his relationship to Joe and Tina. And then in seeing Double, I liked his relationship to Rachel. So I feel like he did a, a like, Bradley is just in all, he's just, 
the all over sweetheart of the group. I love, but I mean, I can say the same thing about Paul too. I like his relationship to Hannah, but I also like, like his relationship to Joe. I just like Bradley's relationship to the girls a little bit more and a little bit more well-rounded. Even sometimes there's a relationship to Hannah because she is like the oddball goofy one that I think sometimes he's just like, she's weird, but I love her. Like, you know what I'm saying? I love, I just love Bradley. Anyway. Um, so they end up fixing the car, they get back on the road, and of course, at the very end, the mechanic guy that Joe was talking to for Rachel ends up talking to Rachel. So all ends well for S Club. And I really have to say, I think both these specials are really fun to watch. I, I love getting to watch them because I, I just love the idea of like a group of guys and girls in the same group together making music and having fun. And S Club is all about positivity. And I just, I love, and they're English. I think that's a part of it too. But they're just really fun to watch. It was, it's like watching the Spice Girls with two more members and, and their boys. Like I, I really loved I love S Club 7. I really love the group. I think they're so cute together. And just, it's all the bonding, I think, that they did. That I can, It makes sense that Hannah in this interview is so broken up about Paul because it, they're not just... I think people don't realize S Club 7 was so much more than just a group that sold music. And maybe they didn't make as many millions as some of the other big groups of the time, but they did really well for the UK. And not only that, they had a lot going on. Again, they had the TV show. They had, you know, albums. They had, like movie specials, a straight up movie, like they spent years and years and years together. And they did so much in that little, like not even a little time, they did so much in that time they were given. So even though it might, they only might've been active for a good five-ish, six-ish years at one point, they did a lot in those five, six-ish years that even even artists like Britney Spears weren't doing. Like I, I it's true, Britney Spears, you know, she didn't have a TV series. She, she was in Mickey Mouse Club, but I'm talking about when she was really famous. Again, there was no time because she was doing so many other things and making record after record and doing all the touring and stuff and slaying the game. But even she wasn't filming a TV series and movie specials. She had movies that she was doing. She did Crossroads. She was in other little things here and there. But I'm talking about like S Club 7 was just like, they did a whole TV series, at least three to four seasons, plus specials plus a movie at the very end, plus like three to four, maybe five albums and touring. That's a lot of things to do in that group. It's, it's just a lot. And I, I I feel bad for them, especially for Joe, because she sang most of the songs. That's a lot. And I mean, a lot of them, like they performed not only all these songs in concert, but they had to do them for the shows. So not only are they performing the same songs in the show, they're also doing it for different movie specials. That's a lot of having to do that same choreography and stuff over and over and over and over again. Just it, just even for like one day of a movie shoot, it's a lot. It, you're probably doing that performance four to five times, not all, and also practicing it in, in the studio and possibly changing some of the dance routines up, which makes them a little bit more, makes them a little different every time you see it. Like, that's a lot to have to do. And then also going on tour with Britney Spears and other acts like that, that's a lot to do. I just feel like that's a lot to do, you know, for them. And both these specials, like I said, they're so much fun to watch. They're so cute. And I, they just gave me joy to watch them. They're so random, but they're cute. And it makes me want to go back and watch the S Club 7 series, Miami, and of course, the California one too. I really want to watch those because it was, it was it's cute to see them all together. It's very sad though. Like, you know, I think they're all great shining stars. And it, it's really sad to know that Paul is no longer with us. And um, I'm, I'm so curious as to what happened with him. Like, exactly. I, I, I'm still not, like, I don't know if an autopsy, if an autopsy has been done yet. 
on him. I don't know, but like I, it's it's sad. You're watching when I watch S Club Seven, they all look like they're really fun together. And honestly, the group wasn't the same when he left. I still love the music. I think the music was great. I think they were great, but there was a difference when he left the group. And so I think it's just kind of sad. But um, yeah, if you're looking for fond S Club memories, I would say go on YouTube or if you have it somewhere else, you can watch S Club Seven Back to the Fifties and S Club Seven. Boyfriends and Birthdays, I think that's, what, that's a weird title. I don't know, but I mean, it makes sense to the special. I don't know which one I liked better. I feel like I kind of liked the Boyfriends and Birthdays one better. I liked them helping out the single mom and her kids. Um, I liked the kind of searching for a boyfriend for Hannah kind of thing. Um, the other one was fun too, but it's also kind of cringe because it's got a lot of like 50 stuff in it. And it's, I don't know, it, it's good. It's good, but it's cringy, um, which is, that's club seven, isn't it? Um, but I, I love it. I don't know. I, I think they were both fun to watch. And yeah, that's the end of this one, really. I'm probably going to watch a little bit more of the TV series if I can find it anywhere. Um, and then obviously react to that. Because I remember watching the last season of S Club, which I think was them in Barcelona. And I loved that season of the show. I, I've seen some of the other ones um, in much smaller doses than I have. Like, I know Linda Blair from The Exorcist is in one season, but I can't remember if that's LA or Miami. I, is it Miami or is it LA? I know she's in one of the two, if not in both, but I, I don't, I can't imagine her being in both. That wouldn't make sense. I mean, I don't care, but that wouldn't make sense. Um, but, and that's another reason why I didn't really want to watch whatever season that was that she was in, because I will always equate Linda Blair to The Exorcist. It, it, I'm sorry. Even when she's in Scream for the few seconds she's in Scream, she looks good. You look good, girl. But I couldn't. I couldn't even be in the same room with her. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Nope, I couldn't do it. If I was ever around her in person, but get the fuck away from me. You look good. Get the fuck away from me. Get out. She also gives me like Carrie Fisher and um, Stevie Nicks vibes. Like, I think I've always thought the three of them look somewhat similar. I, am I alone? I don't know. But I always thought that all three of them looked kind of similar. There's someone else I'm thinking of too. But I always felt like those three looked similar to each other. That's why when Carrie Fisher passed away and they were looking for someone to replace her, I know there were rumors that they were going to have Stevie Nicks come in and rumors that she was going to come in and do something. And I'm like, is Linda Blair not available for contact? Can she not come and come and do this? I, I don't want to see her because she scares me. But run her her check. I'm not even sure she... Speaking of her, there is a new Exorcist movie coming out this year. No, I am not looking forward to it. I heard it's a sequel to whatever those fucking movies were. Good for fucking them. Is she coming back in this or not? I kind of hope she doesn't. At the same time, like, it is part of her legacy. Um, I think someone else from the original movies is coming back for that, too. Good for them. I don't give a fuck. I'm not watching. Bitch, I'm not watching, but... <laughs> I don't know. I don't even, I don't, girl, nope. It ain't my problem. It ain't my business. I'm done. Nope. Anyway, so S Club 7, uh, really, really fun. Again, I want to get back into that, um, watching that show. I love seeing Double. Every now and then I'll put on seeing Double. Um, I've been listening to their music, like, because, I mean, I listen to 90s, 2000s pop anyway, so they're on all of my playlists. They always have been. This isn't a new development. It's just, like, I, I've been more, because S Club 7, really, if I'm being transparent, um, they, just like Britney Spears in her first album, I, I listened to that on repeat because it's so positive to me. I love positivity and pop music. And I think like F Club 7 really has a lot of those hits, a lot of positive songs, which I think makes me gravitate to them more as I'm an adult because some days are really hard, honestly. Some days are really hard. They're really depressing. They're really just 
filled with anxiety. And sometimes, I'm not even lying to you, sometimes before work or even at work, I will pop in my earbuds and I will turn on S Club 7's music. And that's another thing that I love about watching these specials. I sing along to the songs because I know these songs. They're from either my childhood or when I was a teenager or whatever. But like I know them. I grew up with S Club 7's music and I grew up with a little bit of that influence of just their positivity. And they're one of the best groups that I go to for a good positive bop. S Club is good for that. Britney's first couple albums are good for that. Um, Backstreet Boys, when I'm going through Heartbreak or whatever, I put on a Backstreet Boys song. They know how to take care of me. Like, that's that's what I like about a lot of the 90s, early 2000s pop artists. You go to them for different reasons. If I'm feeling kind of swaggy that day, I'm putting on some Malia. I'm putting on some TLC. If someone's done me wrong, I'm putting on some Destiny's Child, okay? Until I'm sad that I'm putting on Backstreet Boys, okay? When I'm ready to move on from them, from a mother, I'm listening to Brandy, okay? I have things I'm doing on those days, okay? If I need something that's just completely over the wall, unnecessary bullshit, I'm probably gonna put on some instinct. I don't know. Um, if I'm feeling like, you know, a little bit of a diva, I might put on some Christina. If I'm feeling like a bad bitch energy at the same time, I might put on some pink. Uh, there's, I got different artists for different reasons, bitch. That's what they're there for, okay? That's... I have problems, I'm sorry. But yeah, S Club 7 is really good for a good positive bop. And their show's fun. Their show's just cute and fun to watch. I love seeing them interact with each other. And watching Hannah's interview and watching how like hurt she was, it does make sense. Because like I said, they worked together in close quarters for so long. And you can see it. What I like about S Club 7 is, especially in the TV show and stuff, you get to know them and you get to know them with each other. Each and every one of them have a cute relationship to each other. The boys, the girls, the boys and the girls. And that's what makes the show and their special so special. And what makes S Club overall so special. And so the fact that Paul is gone, it is really sad. And when you watch back, and you see how close they were, as a fan, you're kind of like, yeah, wow, they, this wasn't just some manufactured thing. I mean, it was, but at the same time, like, there were some real development and real relationships in the shows, <clears throat> which is probably why a lot of them haven't spoke up, at least that I've seen, and it's really just been Hannah so far. And I mean, Hannah's relationship, I guess, was the closest because they were together. So it's, it's sad, but, you know, I really hope that he's in paradise, and I hope that they're healing really well. I know they have a tour they're going to go on, and I think it's it's... Their silence is also telling. I think it's telling how much they are all kind of hurt and still trying to move forward. So that's very sad, but I really hope the best for all of them. And I'll see you guys next time. Have a great rest of your day, that evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. And I'll see you guys very soon. Bye.